Yomalis. Welcome to the Naked Mennonite. This here is a, a brand new podcast that we're recording here today. Uh, we uh, the, the the intention of this is to you know be a be a kind of a, a podcast for for you might say all of Mano Simons as black sheep. You know you might say for people who you know uh, maybe they have the the Mennonite label, but maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't quite fit quite uh, as comfy as it does for other people, and maybe you feel a little bit, you know, out of place, maybe you don't quite belong, then, uh, you know, I would just want to be uh, talking to those people and hearing their stories and uh, seeing what I can uh, learn from them and their experiences. And I've got uh, quite the conversation lined up here today, let me tell you. I'm going to be calling up a couple boys here, uh, Scott and Matt Pilgrim. I'm going to call them up on the party line here, and uh, people have been telling me that I should talk to them. Uh, and with a last name like Pilgrim, that doesn't sound very Mennonite, uh, but I'm going to you know dig into that a little bit and and see what uh, what exactly is in store for us there with that. So I'm just going to give them a call here on the the party line here, and we'll see if I can get a hold of them. Hello. Yo, hello. Is it is this uh, the Pilgrim residence? Yep. Oh. Oh, Yomalis. Who am I who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Matt. Oh, hello Matt. Uh, uh this is Stephen Harder from uh the Knocked Man and I call in. Is this a good time to chat? Uh sure. Sure. Yeah. You're not selling something, are you? No, no. I just uh I was I'm uh, I'm doing a little program here uh for Mennonites who, you know, maybe aren't quite uh you know, people who who identify as Mennonite and yet they don't necessarily fit into uh what's commonly viewed as the Mennonite culture and I was told that you and uh Scott would be would be good people to talk to about that. Does oh. Is that, does that sound okay? Yeah, yeah. I've heard something about that on the party line, so it should be fine. Oh, wonderful. Is is Scott available too? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, oh, excellent. Oh, that is awesome. Perfect. Well, yeah, thank you so much for taking this time to to chat with me, boys. I I really value that. Uh so uh so this is a, a program called the Naked Mannonite. So uh, you know, the the rules are that in order to be on this program. Uh, you have to be two things, obviously. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm probably springing this on you, but uh, the first one uh, is that you have to be naked. So I like I can tell you uh, from where I'm sitting over here uh, in my kitchen here in Steinbeck, I'm on the stool and uh, I don't have a, a stitch of clothing on me here. Uh, so, you know, is that is that an inconvenient? I don't I don't want to make anything weird for you two, but... Uh, right. That that's standard fare in our house. Oh, we, we tell people don't don't show up uh, unannounced, or you're going to get an eyeful. So we're we're already ready. Oh, oh my, oh well, then that's that's very uh, that's very um, free of you two. Okay, well that's that's interesting. Okay, well good good then. Uh, so that takes care of that one. And the the next one is uh, you have to be a Mennonite in order to be on this program. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that can mean a few things, but I've just got, I just got a little quiz here. If I could just run through this quiz here, uh, with the both of you, uh, and then, uh, if you, whatever, it's just three quick questions. And so long as you get more than 50%, then you're good to go then. Sure. Right. Sounds good. Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, first question is what conference were you baptized into? EMMC for me. 
Oh, the stuttering one. Okay, okay, good, good. EMC for me. Oh, okay, that's less. That's that's more conservative then, because you're conserving more letters then. Okay, good, good. Okay, so you both get a check mark on that one there. Okay, uh, next one is what is uh, the right kind of filling to put in your vreniki? Oh, that's easy. That's it's uh, glums. You've got to have cottage cheese. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And for you, Scott? Yeah, cottage cheese or blueberry. Oh, 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 blueberry. Yeah, blueberry or Saskatoon. Yeah. Okay, because oh, that rhubarb. Oh, oh yeah. yo, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, like rhubarb, like the the. I can't even call it a tasty weed. It's definitely a weed, and it gets used in a lot of cooking out here, but. Why Why do we eat that? Do you know? I'm just curious if you know, because I don't know why we eat it. Well, we're, we're, we're Mennonites, so so it's free on the prairies. Oh, what you got. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, that makes good sense then. Okay, good, good. Okay, so that's two. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you would have said uh, mashed potato or, you know, not cottage cheese, then that would have been a big frowny face instead of a check mark. But I got you checked off here. Okay. And then uh, the third question is, what is your favorite kind of truck to drive? <laughs> truck or tractor? Oh. I'll accept either answer. Well, okay. Well, well, I, I have, I actually own both. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've got a, a GMC truck. Okay. And a Kubota tractor. Kubota? Is that, is that a French one or... I don't actually even, you know what, it might even be Dutch. Oh, oh, Dutch. Well, that's okay then. That's okay. Dutch is fine. Like, I I was looking for John Deere. Oh, yeah, no. I, but I maybe, okay, not not everyone can afford a John Deere. Well, I've, if, heard, I've heard if you're not Dutch, you're not much. So oh. I thought I would go that direction. Oh, okay. Well, then if there's a rhyme to it, then I think that's justifiable. That, that makes, makes it true. Easy. Yeah, yo, absolutely. Good. And Scott, do you agree with those answers? Uh, I don't know if you own trucks or tractors. My, my favorite of both of those is for someone else to drive them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Getting chauffeured around then. Yeah, that's my preference. Oh, you're the fancy kind of man. Yeah. Oh, a princess, okay. that one. <laughs> well, or a prince, you might say, I guess, right? Yeah, I yep. identify more with a princess. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, that's, that's fine, I suppose. Okay, um, okay, uh, oh, okay, uh, okay, well, you both pass. You both, uh, pass the quiz, so you both qualify to be on the program here. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Scott and Matt Pilgrim, uh, I'm assuming you're brothers, then? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, we're married. To each other, husbands. Yeah, but oh, sorry, sorry. The 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 line got. I I must have I must have misheard something there. Um, sorry. You said that you were brothers or cousins? No, no, we're married to each other. We're we're husbands. husbands. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, well, that's. Sorry, sorry. I don't. I don't mean to to be rude. It's just you know, I, I live in Steinbeck here, so there aren't any gay people around, and I just never have you know spoken to one or two uh, before. Um, no, I just I wasn't. I what that wasn't what I was. Um, ah, oh, 
Okay then. Okay. Um. Okay. I'll just. Um. Oh. Okay. Well. Then. Uh. Why? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was. That was probably not the the best way to to ask that question. Then. Why what? <laughs> well, you know, uh, that doesn't seem like you know. Why? 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 Why did you two get married to each other? Oh well. It's what people do when they love each other. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, I guess when you, you put it like that, I guess that does seem like, a, you know, a caring kind of thing to do. But, oh, okay. You know what, let, let, I, I think we need to rewind time a little bit because I'm not, like, let, let's start at the beginning then. So, um, like, what, uh, how, how did you know? How, who, yeah, can, like, walk me through your story, one of you. Uh, tell me, you know, like, uh, trace for me what, what your, 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 your history with this, 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 you know, can I call it a lifestyle? Can I call it a choice? What, what kind of verbiage should I be using here? I would call it an identity. Oh, an identity. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, so like walk me through your 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 identity as being someone who is, you know, married to, you know, you know. <laughs> well, uh, um well, I knew from a very very young age uh that um that I liked guys. I guess at that point I was 7 years old, so I liked boys. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, no, I was seven years old when I realized that, um, that one day I would want to marry a boy, not a girl. And, uh, but I also grew up in a Mennonite home and that was, uh, very greatly frowned upon. So I spent, uh, the better part of my, uh, my life, what I, well, I would have called it struggling with homosexuality. Mm. Um, and uh, trying to uh, trying to pray the gay away, as it were, and um, so yeah, I mean, uh, very very early on, I um, met with pastors and preachers who who would help me pray. I went through uh, what we called at that time the uh, was it the seven or the twelve steps of freedom or something like that. I think it was seven steps to freedom is what they called it. Yeah, not like that AA business. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, and, and of course that, that didn't help. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh, just, uh, I didn't even have a whole lot of experience, uh, with, with that sort of thing because yeah, it's just in growing up in a Mennonite, uh, community that's it, it, because it's frowned upon so highly, uh, there's, there's not a whole lot of out gay people. I didn't meet any out gay people until I was in my, uh, in my thirties, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Until I was about 35. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I spent most of my life trying to, uh, fix myself. Um, I went to Bible college. I spent four and a half years at college. And, Which one? Uh, Bethany college in Hepburn, Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I saw counselors and, uh, I even, um, had, uh, a couple of, uh, pastors, you know, not, not all at the same time, but over time perform, uh, what I, I would call an exorcism. Cause I was convinced that I had a demon inside me, mm -hmm. um, that was causing this, a demon of homosexuality. And, uh, and of course, uh, nothing they did could, uh, uh, could, 
pray it away because it wasn't a problem. It wasn't uh, something that was wrong with me. It was who I am. It is who I am. And uh, so there's there's nothing that's going to make it go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I came to that realization when I was 35 years old and uh, that that it wasn't going to go away, that I couldn't make it go away, that it was who I am and still is who I am. And uh, so I decided that I needed to just stop kidding myself and uh, came out of the closet and uh, and shortly thereafter met Scott. And uh, um, yeah, so I don't know how far on my story you want hmm. me to tell, but... Well, I, I'm curious, uh, like for you to you know, at seven years old to be, you know, identifying this way is like, is that something that you, you know, verbalize out loud as a seven year old? Is it something that you keep within you or what, what did that look like for you? That was very much, very much a secret. Uh, cause, uh, yeah, I mean, I knew right away is that that it was a very, very bad thing, uh, because, uh, well, my, I was once caught. Uh, by one of my parents, um, kissing a boy, and uh, um, I was I was punished for it. Um, and the inter- the interesting thing for me was was uh, well, I mean, I was punished. I <sighs> okay, so I'll back up a bit. Um, there was this one girl who uh, was my best friend at that time, and uh, and we had been kissing, and uh, my my parents found out, and. The, the the punishment for for kissing her was was severe she actually got um sent away to um to go live with her father in in another province and i didn't see her again for many 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 years um and then i kissed a boy and i also got into trouble for that of course um and uh, but but there were very few consequences for that so i guess one might say that uh, that that the consequences for kissing girls is worse than the consequences for kissing boys but i still knew that kissing people was probably a bad thing so i just kept everything under wraps and didn't didn't tell people about it and yet you seem to be a, you know very active in the kissing department <laughs> well when you've got the skills whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Scott, does he have the skills? I have no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, where, like, whereabouts did you grow up there, Matt? I grew up what this side of the river would call Yonseed. Uh, I grew up in in uh, Altona, Winkler, Morden, that area. Oh, yo, yeah, definitely Yonseed then. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, okay, EMMC then. Okay, yeah, yeah, it all clicks. It all makes sense then. Okay, so then you are, uh, you know, this young boy who uh, knows that uh, that there are desires inside of him that are wrong, and he has to keep them quiet. He knows that he doesn't quite fit in with, uh, you know, the society around him. And then he spends his time trying to fit in. Yeah. Is that, is that fair? Yep. Yeah. I had, uh, from, from my teens on, I had had six, six girlfriends. Um, one of whom I eventually married. Oh. Um, and, and we've got four kids together. Um, and, uh, uh, and so when I, when I came out at 35, I, I, I mean, we, when we got married, we, this wasn't a secret to her that I, that I was struggling with homosexuality. Um, but, uh, we had, we had decided that this was something we could, we could fight together and, and, uh, and that we could, uh, 
defeat uh, in in the name of Jesus and uh, and be done with it. So I hear there's power in the blood. Yeah, that's that's what they say. Um, so <laughs> I uh, yeah, so we got married and I and we had four kids um, and. Uh, uh, yeah. And then when, uh, when I decided I needed to come out, then, then I, um, just let her know that, that I felt it was, that I need, it was something I needed to do and, uh, to be honest with myself and with, with the people around me and, uh, and that I, I was, I was done, done fighting, um, or for, for something that was a losing battle anyway. Um, I would rather spend the rest of my life embracing who I was than, uh, um, making my life a living hell, fighting something that I couldn't, couldn't defeat. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh, we mutually agreed that I would, uh, move on. And, um, and so I did. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, how long were you married for? Seven years. Seven years and four kids. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so that means you're getting married in your late twenties. Yeah, I was okay. 28 when I got married. Hmm. All mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. And then your, uh, she was your last girlfriend, obviously. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> no, I want to make sure I get the timeline very accurate. Here. Very yes. important. Yeah, interesting. So, um, so then, what? How? What? What was your? You know, what were your relationships like? At like day one there, or whatever year one after coming out especially because you were living still in Yonseed at this point right well, yeah yeah I uh, I was living uh, after I moved out uh, from my ex-wife's place then uh, I, I lived with my brother for a month or two um, well it was about a month and uh, he graciously took me in and um, and living in such a uh, what would you call it a, a, a secluded not secluded but protected sheltered that's the word a sheltered society <laughs> um finding other gay men was very very difficult and i wasn't looking for romance i like i said i till that point i had actually never met an out gay man before i didn't know what i was getting into didn't know uh, who to turn to for support or uh, uh even just to be friends and so i went online um onto a, uh, a dating website. Cause that's all there was. And, uh, and was just looking for other, other people in my area that I could, uh, that I could talk to. And on the application I was using, um, I was, I had set my search parameters to 50 kilometers. I did not want to deal with what I thought at that time was the mess of Winnipeg. <laughs> Sinful mess. I know. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, found, found one or two people that, that I could talk to, but, uh, uh, they too were people who were, who were very much in the closet and, um, and I was looking for someone that, um, that could, could tell me more about what, what I was going through. Um, and not someone who, uh, who was basically, uh, in my opinion, worse off than I was because they were, they were still, uh, they were still in the closet. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah. And then I met this one guy who, uh, online, he, he reached out to me, um, who, uh, mentioned that he was going through the same thing, married with kids, 
um, and uh, and preparing to come out of the closet. And so we we started chatting, and uh, he was more so looking for someone to talk to as well, which was perfect for me because. Again, I wasn't looking for romance. I was just looking for support. And we felt that we could support each other being at the exact same stage in our lives. And, uh, and so we, we chatted back and forth uh, for a week by text. That was before smartphones even. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, we, we texted back and forth using the T9 keyboard. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like, how long ago... <laughs> How long ago was this now that, that this story is, this part of the story is taking place? Nine so, and a half years ago. Yeah, 2012. Okay. Yeah. 2012 was nine and a half years ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 2022. Yep. That's yeah. when it is. All right. And, and to, to, to qualify that, it was late 2012. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, I, I fall. came out, fall. yeah, fall. I came out in September and uh, met met Scott is the person I'm talking about now uh, online in uh, in November October. October in October yes October interesting and like color in for me uh, like your relationship with your your family what what was that looking like during this time uh, well it depends which part of my family you're referring <laughs> to um, my my wife and kids at that time, um, we had decided that, uh, that my life was in a bit of a turmoil and very much of a turmoil at that point. And that, um, being involved in, uh, in my kid's life, uh, during that time was probably not the best thing for them. Um, so we mutually agreed that I would, I would step away and, uh, uh, to, to get my life. <laughs> I hate to use the word, but straightened out. <laughs> Um, Did you get straightened out to their mask? I I got I I am now moving gaily forward. <laughs> um, my uh, um, on the paternal side of my family uh, was it was very much a very negative thing that uh, response that I got. Um, Nobody, nobody would talk to me again. None of my aunts and uncles. I had my my dad's side of the family. He's got um, nine brothers and sisters, and uh, all of which I was really close with prior to that. And uh, none of them wanted to talk to me ever again. Um, and so I didn't, and I haven't. Uh, I've seen maybe one or two of them here and there, but uh, I get passing at the liquor store. Pretty much, yeah. Socially, not at all. Mm. Um, but just in in passing, and and they're they're nice enough. I mean, they they don't go around um, rebuking the devil as I <laughs> walk by, but uh, but uh, yeah, they're cordial, and 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 then we move on, um, and. Uh, and that's that's kind of how how things are uh, with my dad as well. We uh, we don't talk much. Um, he doesn't want to meet Scott. So in, ultimately, if if that's that's his decision, then uh, I mean that Scott's a major part of my life. Then Scott is my life, and so you can't you can't just reject one part of of my life like that and and expect me to subdivide it. So I've I've hidden in the closet long enough and. And uh, I'm committed to Scott, and so, yeah, I haven't seen my dad in several years. Mm. What, uh, like, I'm just curious, what do you think 
and the, whatever, this is all speculative, right? Like, what do you think fuels that? Is it fear of the unknown? Is it just adamant, I know that this is wrong, and I somehow, God wants me to reject my son? Is it, like, shame because, like, whatever, like, blaming himself? Or what What do you think? Uh, well, I think you're... you're touching on a whole lot of points there that are that are all of them not not just one of them um having been in in the uh Mennonite faith um I I was I was definitely very zealous at the time and and uh uh believed very much as my family does uh my dad's side of the family does and um and I don't, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, I, I'm saddened by, by their, their reaction and, and their conviction, but I understand their reaction and their conviction because they, they, it's their faith. It's, it's who they are. And, um, the, unfortunately the Mennonite faith, uh, dictates that, um, homosexuality is a sin. And, uh, and if, if you have, uh, a brother who has decided upon a life of sin, you must cast him aside as if he were a sinner. Um, and so that's that's what they've done. And I don't feel that it's out of hate. It's it's out of uh, um, concern, uh, I suppose. It could be one one word that they would use. Out of love is another one that they would use. I uh, more so, I think, out of zeal or conviction to their to their faith would be more accurate. Um, and uh, definitely some fear. Um, one of the one of the first things that uh, um, that my own dad uh, said when I finally told him that I was coming out was, uh, "You realize that people are going to think that I'm gay too now." So um, there's definitely some fear aspect there, um, and uh, so there's yeah, it's, it's it's and again I I can't I can't fault fault my dad or my family for thinking such things because it's it is a, a way of life that is shunned in the Mennonite culture and they it, there's a lot of ignorance there um that they just and you fear what you don't know you fear what you don't understand and so they they reject it and push it away you probably can't tell but I've got a very quizzical look on my face here I've I've oh, just the idea that if your son is gay, then you must be gay too. I don't, I don't, I cannot relate to that line of thinking. Especially if, if your line of thinking comes from the idea that uh, this is a choice that I've made. If this is a choice that I've made, how can it be something that is affected by my lineage? Interesting. Huh. Well, it's that, it's that fear that loves, whether it's, hereditary or whether it's uh, what could I have done differently to prevent that from being the case? So I think that's more so where that comes from. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Um, uh, one more question about your family before we move on to faith. Um, you, you mentioned that, you know, you had all these aunts and uncles that you were very close with prior. Um, like, do you think that they knew or suspected? Like, did this come as a surprise to them, or it, largely to those those to those who I hadn't come out 
of the closet too. Like uh, previously, I'd come out to many of them uh, saying that this is something I struggle with. Will you pray with me? Would you, you know, help me as much as I can, as you can, etc., etc. Those, those, of course, there wasn't a surprise. But to those whom I hadn't purposefully come out to, it was a huge surprise. Uh, someone said, I, I play a very good shadow game. <laughs> so it was, it was a very big surprise to them. A lot of shock um, when, when I came out that, huh. uh, that this is something that would happen, uh, especially considering that I was, because I had gone to Bible college, um, that I was seen and viewed by many as, as one of the most, um, devout, holy people in the family. Mm. Um, and so it's, yeah. Yeah. You were really putting your, your time and your money where your mouth was, right? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, so yeah, color in for me. Like what, what was your faith journey like then? How did that interact with, with this coming of age, coming realization? Uh, well, I spent a lot of time hating myself. Um, the, uh, like I would, I would comb over scripture and, and try to find something that would help. Um, and of course there isn't anything in scripture that helps not in this, not in this way. Uh, cause there's nothing that addresses it directly. There, there's, uh, nothing. Well, I think Sodom and Gomorrah addresses it pretty directly. Well, sure. Absolutely. So, uh, as a gay man, all I have to look forward to is condemnation and damnation. So that's not help. That's, <laughs> that's not help. That's, um, that's, that's what had, that's what fueled the one day where I sat on the toilet with a steak knife prepared to cut off my manhood because, uh, I thought that that might be better than continuing the way I was. Um, thought maybe that would help. Thank God I didn't go through that or whoever you want to thank, but <laughs> that's like the extreme form of circumcision, right? Ex exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, that'd be very Pauline then, right? <laughs> it would that, have been. Yeah. That's what he recommends. That's right. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. <clears throat> if your left eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. That was exactly the paragraph, the, 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 the verse that I was, uh, that I was thinking about when I, when I sat there with that knife. I wonder, I wonder how many, um, you know, good Mennonite, uh, folks, you know, sit there with the implement, you know, wrestling with the, wrestling so hard with the desire to be honoring to God, uh, that they are, you know, contemplating more than contemplating, they're ready to, you know, commit bodily harm to themselves just so that they can, you know, be aligned with God. I really couldn't say. Like or I say, I, I've, I've, I hadn't ever met anyone prior, prior to coming out. It's, it's, it's so in, in, in the Mennonite culture is so, so much anathema that, that people don't, don't talk about it. They don't, they don't do anything about it. Even in college, um, there were two guys that I met that were struggling with it. But, uh, um, but again, they, it's, it's so, so much frowned upon and so much looked down upon that, that it was, it was spoken in hushed tones and, and once or twice here or there, but not something you discuss openly. Yeah. Well, if you, if you know that there's another one around, then that means you're going to start making out or something, right? Yeah. 
If that's what it means to be gay, is to make out with other guys and then war. Yeah. Oh, not yet. Okay, so you were... So clearly your heart is seeking after these answers and trying to be right before God. Yeah. Um, Where... What, what what's the journey like between that point sitting there with that steak knife and where you are now? Well, once I realized that that this is who I am, and most importantly that I like who I am, that was that was the big the the, the big changer for me that I like who I am. It, it uh, yeah. Um, then I knew immediately that that I needed to um, needed to change what I was doing approach, change how I approached life. Um, and I struggled for a very, very long time, um, with, well, very long time. (laughs) I, (laughs) once I decided to come out, it was, it was very, very much, uh, a a very hard and fast decision for me that, uh, um, that the scripture had nothing for me. Um, that, uh, anything, any faith that I had was going to have to come from within me and not from a book. Um, and I continued to, and still do pray. Uh, I don't pray necessarily to this Christian God, um, but, uh, to whatever, um, whatever is out there, whatever is there that's got my best interests in mind. Um, and, uh, spent quite a lot of time calling out, just saying, Hey, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. Um, and that's, that's when I met Scott, actually, very shortly after I started praying that, um, that was when I, when I met Scott. Um, and, uh, was that divine intervention? Who knows? I doubt it. Uh, cause I put myself out there and, and sought, uh, sought a, a person to help me. So, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, yeah, I mean, yeah. I hear but, it's more likely that you meet someone when you're actually looking to meet someone. Right. You can't win a lottery ticket if you don't buy a ticket. <laughs> you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. So, yeah. Uh, but what's what's it done to my faith, uh, my Christian faith, my, my Mennonite faith? Well, I'm definitely not Mennonite anymore. That's for sure. Um, and uh, no, I'm not a Christian either. Not in the strictest sense of the word. Um do I believe in, in, uh, some, some other power out there? Yeah. Do I know who it is? Not even a little bit. Um, and, uh, even Christians have the, uh, the analogy that, uh, um, that, uh, of, of the, the elephant that is, uh, viewed by, uh, those with such a narrow mind. I mean, you, one person has a tail, one person has a trunk, one person has an ear and in each of them have a completely different description of what they're viewing. Um, and yet they are all the same, the same thing. Uh, no one has a complete picture and no one has, has all the answers. They've all got whatever they've got. So like I said earlier, uh, whatever my faith is, it had to come from the inside. It had to come from within me. And so I decided, uh, very quickly that, um, that I was going to, my faith would come from, from what, from, from within myself. Um, and I spent some time, uh, thinking and meditating on, on what seems right. And, uh, to ultimately make a very long, long story, very short, um, love, love and acceptance is, is what I have faith in. Um, and in, in, 
love that comes from myself. Because um, if <laughs> if the world has taught us anything in the last few years, is you can't expect or accept uh, expect or or uh, uh, yeah, you can't expect love to come from elsewhere. It's got to come from within you. And if you can project your love toward others, then that's when it's returned. Um, and so I do. And even toward the family and friends who uh, who have rejected me, I still hope for the day that they will they will uh, think better of themselves and of me. And, uh, should that time come that I'm, I'm willing and ready to, uh, to accept them with open arms. Um, and I would, would like to take the opportunity to say that, uh, that my mom has been a huge supporter of me when I came out to her. Oh, really? Yeah. When I came out to her, <laughs> I, uh, it was, it was kind of funny. Um, the, the response that I got from her when I said, mom, I'm gay and, uh, and my wife and I are, are divorcing. And she was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, apparently she had suspected it for many years and was very now excited that I was being honest with myself and wow. uh, and, um, and was going to be who I who I am and not who others expected me to be. So she has been my biggest supporter and my biggest ally uh, in my journey, and um, and I would say she's she's my closest, if not one of my closest friends. Wow. Yeah. Huh. One of those, one of the, one of those stories sounds like love. Absolutely, interesting, interesting. And and like your parents, are they at peace with their different approaches, or is that? Well, they don't. They're they, they don't live together. My mom and dad have oh. been divorced for for many, many, many years. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Since I was since I was I think twelve years old, they've been divorced. So interesting. Um. So yeah, they can have definitely have their own opinions and not have affect the other one. <laughs> Interesting. Ha! Huh. Oh wow! Oh, this has been so so interesting. I I didn't uh, I didn't expect uh, the conversation to go quite in this direction, but I, I think my hymn sing program uh, is about to begin. But I would. I'd really like to, you know, uh, continue this conversation a little bit later. Maybe next week we could we could uh, chat again, and I could hear a little bit more of your your journey. Would would you two be open to that? Sure, sure. Oh, that's awesome then. Okay, let's pencil this in for next week, and we'll come back to this conversation then, and learn a little bit more about uh, your journeys and where exactly uh, you know you have. Your, the course that you sort of plotted for your lives and um, that would be wonderful. I'm really looking forward to that then. But I do need to get to my program here, so let's uh, sign off here. Uh, but uh, if anyone on the party line here is interested in connecting uh, with some other, you know, black sheep from Mano's Flock, uh, you can always find us at the Facebook group. And until next time, this is Stephen Harder reminding you that underneath our Sunday best, we're all naked. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>